Thanks for tuning in to What is the Point? This podcast is tailored for those navigating their 20s and 30s who want to end up somewhere on purpose. We promise to keep the conversation real and honest as we ask ourselves this question. What's the point in all the different facets of our life? It's our desire that you would gain practical handles to these deeper questions we ask ourselves every single day. So with that being said, let's hop into this week's episode of What is the Point? Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of What is the Point? This is Jordan Deese, and I'm joined by the co-hosts of the year, <laughs> or century, however you want to define it, number one, Heather Harmon. What's up, guys? Hey, guys. I'm <laughs> oh, I don't even sound like that. And I have a deeper voice than you. <laughs> that was John Martz. <laughs> hello, hello, guys. What's going on? That was that was actually John Martz that time, <laughs> in his deep voice. Uh, this week, uh, we're, we are hitting on a very, very, very important can I say topics, multiple topics? Plural. Top I. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, we put out on Instagram some questions. Kids call it IG. I don't know if you've ever asked the question, are Christians allowed to, and then fill in the blank with whatever you're thinking, because that seems to be a very hot topic in so many of our lives. So as young adults in their 20s and 30s, how do we approach certain things that uh, might seem like taboo to people, might be off limits. We wanted to be able to open up a conversation and have dialogue with each other about hot topics in the world today. Is that okay? Is that okay to say? Hot, hot takes. Topics? Hot takes. Hot takes. And uh, we're not eating any wings here. No, no spicy no. wings with the hot takes. Hot Just topics. I hot love topics. that story, though. It's a great story. No. It's, a, it's a great story. Can Christi- are Christians allowed to shop at Hot Topic? That's the first question. Should idea. they? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, Marks has a lot of black clothing in his closet, <laughs> so I would assume he has shopped a hot topic. He fits before. the look yeah. for sure. The tattoo, absolutely. My Chemical Romance T-shirts, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's where you go. So uh, this is going to be a highly structured uh, podcast for you guys. What we're going to do is we're going to just ask the question. We've asked the question to you guys. You guys gave us so many answers of everything from drinking to dating to. Uh, listening to rap music to sex gonna, toys to, to yeah. crop tops you can tops say it we're all to, thinking it yeah, let's I just mean, break the ice right now sex toys it's the questions every young adult is thinking but is sometimes afraid to ask <laughs> for sure <laughs> except for the anonymity is that how you say anonymous sure of social media <laughs> But we're answering those questions today. So what we're going to do is we're going to break it down into a few different categories, and we're going to kick off with category number one, your personal life. So questions across the board in your personal life, and we're going to go rapid fire with John and Heather as they hit different topics, and we have a conversation about it. So Heather, (laughs) you're going to kick us off. I want you to pick your number one topic for personal personal cool uh so this one was we got this one definitely a lot are christians allowed to drink slash party so i'm kicking that one to john oh i'm answering that one (laughs) wow oh gosh right off the bat and i'm 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 so unprepared i'm kidding i think to preface all of these topics before we actually get into it i there's there's one verse in scripture that i've kind of um, used in my life, but especially in preparation for this podcast. And it's first Corinthians six twelve. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. So I think just filtering 
basically our lives through Great that news. through that verse right there but but definitely this conversation today and so i think as we hit a topic like drinking um obviously this is like a taboo topic with christians and yeah. drinking and partying because it seems like you know where is the line i'm i know some christians who are like absolutely not no drinking and then i know some christians that are like yeah like we can drink in certain contexts and certain circles right um with certain rules and so it can be kind of subjective but here's where we lean on scripture and so i'll kick it off with and you can uh, correct me on anything but there's several verses in the bible ecclesiastes 9 psalms 104 that say god made wine for man uh but there are also verses <laughs> that say you know drunkenness is a sin and you should be sober-minded and and things like that so i would say my answer would be that it just depends on the reason that you're drinking and what your heart is behind it if you're drinking in order to have a hard conversation if you're drinking uh so that the next day you can blame whatever you're going to do that night on drinking those are probably uh that 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 comes from a heart that is hardened that comes from a heart that that doesn't have pure intentions um and another good verse there is first Corinthians eight, nine message version. God does care when you use your freedom carelessly in a way that leads a fellow believer still vulnerable to those old associations to be thrown off track. So again, if I'm around a group of people or a person who I know is struggling with this sin, who is trying to get out of the sin, who drinks a lot or drinks in a way that they're using it as a crutch, then maybe I don't drink in front of that person. Maybe I, I'm not in a group of people who, who I know needs to be, um, who is struggling with that sin. So that would be my answer is just what's the intent behind it? What's the context and, uh, what, it, what, what is your heart saying it? Yeah. And I think that there's a difference between wanting a drink and needing a drink. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. I think yeah. all of us could say the same thing of like, I think most of us would agree. Like if we aren't in control of our own body and, and we get drunk, like that, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, and that's probably not something that's spiritually uplifting. And so um, one thing that I do see is like I immediately my first thing is to go to the life of Jesus of course and y you reference that yeah. of like one uh, you know Jesus turned water into wine at a party so uh, <laughs> let's go um, but it, I think it, and, and then you're like well culturally it was different well you know I've heard other people say well it was the first press so it was basically like grape juice okay it was like and then I'm like no no, no it was no. the good wine yeah. it was the good wine so let's go so uh, it, it was multiple wasn't. kinds of wine <laughs> yes. it wasn't just one yes it wasn't the Welch's the Welch's brand um so, you know, and I've heard, I've heard a lot of speakers who are like, you know, um, yeah, well, you know, Jesus made alcohol so I can drink it. But yeah, I mean, he wasn't taking shots of Patron on a weekend. Okay. So there, there's, there is a difference and there, there's a line there, but here's what I do want to look at is like in a, in a culture that was, um, filled with alcohol abuse and that's what Jesus lived in. Yeah. And Jesus didn't seem to worry about causing others to stumble when he drank. Yeah. It, you know, it even kind of shows that in Luke. And, um, you know, as, as I read the Gospels, like, it, it seems like um, Jesus uh, chose to go to parties. He chose to eat rich, rich food. He chose to drink alcohol. But he used all those to build bridges to people around him rather than to right. build barriers. Because it's so it's easy good. to be like, well... I don't do that, mm -hmm. you know, and I, there is a snootiness and a whatever, and I'm not saying drinks so that you fit in with everybody and, and right. that may, you know, then that's going to give you an outlet to be able to share the gospel. But, um, I, I do think that let's use our judgment, obviously with all these questions, just how you prefaced it with, mm -hmm. with every one of these that we're going to go through. Cause we're going to answer some a lot quicker than this one. Yes. <laughs> okay. We're, we're spending a lot of time on this first one to set a groundwork, um, yeah. to be able to, to launch off of, um, with all this. Let's use our discernment. Let's check our motives first yeah. at the door. Let's not try to justify something, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and then be like, okay, cool. I got a free ticket. So yeah. um, let's roll with that. Check your motives. Yes. Love it. It's, it's opening a dialogue. It's not, we're not giving you the 
clear black and white answers. Welcome to the yeah. podcast where we're going to be gray. It's going <laughs> to be gray areas because you can argue Blurry scripture lines. for both sides of so many topics. Yeah. But what we're going to do is try to give you as many helpful yeah. tools to be able to have conversations with people around you and be able to, to dialogue with it's yourself yeah. as you navigate life's questions. And to look more like Christ every day. Every yeah. day. Absolutely. So number one, drinking. John, do you have anything personal life that you that we found in the Instagram questions that you want to hit on? Um, yes. What do we got, Heather? Okay. Uh, pulling it up. So we got drinking. Oh, Heather's going to love this one. Cussing. <laughs> Can Christians cuss? I specifically um, told him not to kick this one to me prior to the podcast. Um, no, I'll hit it because this is honestly an area that the Lord's still working on my heart. I mean, and mouth. And, and mouth. <laughs> there's, there's a filter and it's clogged right now. Um, no, I think, again, it comes back to what is the intent. Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head what exact scripture it is, but let nothing come out of your mouth that is not good, that is not pure. And so I think obviously it, it, it comes back to the intent. Am I cussing at someone? Am I saying a cuss word about someone? Like what, what, in what context is that? Um, which is a slippery slope because if I am allowing myself to say cuss words and I am allowing to cuss about someone or to someone, then I'm probably more apt to be talking behind people's back or to be gossiping or to do other things like that. So it's whatever in your heart flows out of your mouth. Um, and so for me, when I'm in a, in a conversation, I'm like, man, why am I even saying these words? I don't like, it doesn't even add any value to that sentence. Um, it's just kind of like, am I doing this to like fit in? Am I doing this to seem like a cool Christian? Like, Hey, I'm a Christian, but I'm I'm also like, I can relate to relevant. you. Yeah, I'm also relevant and hip and cool. Um, and for me, I notice that I do it more with my non-Christian friends than I right. do with my Christian friends. And so if that's the case, then like, I need to search myself. Why am I doing that? Like, is this the only way that I think I can relate to them? Am I giving them a blocked view of what a Christian life looks like? Um, and like you said, just trying to be more like Christ every day. And again, we can always bring it back to what is your intent with it? Yeah, always a slippery slope. I, I shared this a little bit with Heather right before, and this could be helpful. This could be guilt-driven. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, but um, it's like, can a skinny, healthy person eat McDonald's and be okay and yeah. still be skinny and healthy? Yeah. You're like- How many times though? Yeah. And it, yeah, the, the question is long term. What does this look like? If I, if can a skinny, healthy person eat McDonald's every single day and still be skinny and healthy? And you're like, uh, what if I get a salad? I don't know. <laughs> I, I promise you, McDonald's salads will still make you gain weight. Right <laughs> so um, you know it, that that's the question there. Yeah. So you know, with all these things. Um, the Bible is very clear about what makes you a Christian and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. So, um, and we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later on if you're questioning what that is and what actually makes you a Christian. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's great. So cussing, we again, explored it. It's, it's, just, it's, it's one of those things. It is, it's just a, it's a matter of context and heart and conviction because there are some people that are going to be on one side and very strong about it. And one people are going to be on the other what we're going to navigate is the beautiful in between. So, uh, cool. we have another topic you want to hit. Oh, I, I see it. Ready? See a therapist? Sh should are Christians, Christians allowed? allowed <laughs> are they allowed to see a therapist? I think absolutely. And more than are they allowed to, I think you should. Like, I think there's also, this is a taboo topic because like, if I need to see a therapist, does that my, does that mean my relationship with God isn't good? Is my faith not strong? Um, and I would say, no, I don't think that's true at all. I mean, there are Christian counselors, first of all, and several of my friends have seen Christian counselors. And, um, I think 
you're a Christian, yes, but you're also like a human who goes through real life things. And some things that we go through are really, really big. And in therapy, I think they call them like big T trauma, little T trauma. Um, And Mm. the fact of the matter is Christian or not, we all go through those and we all need an outlet to express those and work through those and come out of them. And so I think therapy is a really, really good option. And honestly, at our breakout at retreat, um, Jamie Glenn, she said, not everyone needs therapy, but everyone deserves therapy. Like we have to just switch the way that we talk about it in our, in our conversations with our friends and with ourselves of like, if I need therapy, then like, maybe I'm not a good Christian. I don't, that's not true at all. Like you need an outlet. You need to talk to somebody. You need help walking through things in a practical way. And therapy is a really good tool for that. Yeah. Here's a taboo topic that I'll take a hard stand on. (laughs) This is a taboo topic that shouldn't be a taboo topic. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where seeing a therapist or a counselor, uh, I am strongly in the camp that Jesus came to make us holistically healthy mm. and it's not just uh, this not just a spiritual thing. So people sometimes outside of Christianity or outside of the church might look at uh, Jesus and the church as very spiritual. Yeah. Um, but the reality is that Jesus didn't just come to make us spiritually pure. He mm-hmm. made us, he come to make us holistically healthy and everything that we do, everything from our relationships to um, our mental state, to our physical bodies, everything. Yeah. So this is one of those topics where if you're questioning, like, does this make me look like a bad Christian? No, it does not. You should a hundred percent. If, if there's anything in your mind, that's like, should I see a counselor about this? Yes, you should. Yeah, and even in Isaiah, he's called Wonderful Counselor. Yes. That's how we. Re- <laughs> that's how he's, God is referred to as. So the the profession itself is, I mean, probably lands more moral than immoral, and it, it lands on probably to be more helpful than less helpful for you. Um, I'll, I'll keep it moving. Okay, uh, next one. Our oh, this is I. I'm just gonna hit this one because I like it. Um, Heather. Oh, you're going to hit it. I'm just kidding. No, 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 um, no, no. no. Uh, this is for Heather Adis. Okay, um, are Christians allowed to wear crop tops? <laughs> real deep let's go real, real shallow I, okay. okay I'm just gonna admit it I have bought crop tops before but they weren't for me for your they wife for my wife okay so <laughs> thank you so uh, I would be a hypocrite by saying n- no yeah but it is a certain context I, I, I'm in the camp I'm always in the camp that uh, it's it's always if, if you're thinking about not wearing a crop top because of outside influences like how you could cause other people to do yeah. I'm always in the camp of well that's usually on them and that's something that they should probably fix so I'm good. I'm not a I'm not one of those guys that's like no yoga pants no crop tops because if if you have a problem looking at another human being and not being able to control yourself Absolutely. that's more on you than it is on somebody else 100 percent. I th- echo that for sure but I think also like as I like if again I hate to beat a dead horse but the intent like if I'm putting on a crop top so I can go out and get attention or so people can notice me or I can be validated in some sort of way that's other than Jesus Christ then like maybe I don't wear the crop top until I am healed from that and healthy there you go I think that's a good short answer. That is a great short answer. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, we also had this one. Uh, are Christians allowed to get Fs, like in school? Not in the D's household, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You about to get a whooping if you get an F. So um, I, I, we don't need to spend a lot of time on this. Short and simple. Um, you know, I think this is like, can Christians get F? Can, can Christians be bad employees? I mean, it's basically like the same thing. One's just school, one's work-related. 
Um, and, and clearly in First Corinthians, you know, it says, uh, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So um, if you're working your tail off and you get an F, which um, I, I've never heard of that happening. Somebody who's working their tail off can usually at least get a C, right? C's get degrees, okay? <laughs> uh, but, but I understand that there's extenuating circumstances. Maybe you're a single mom. Maybe there's things that are going on where you're just like, I, I literally, I'm giving everything I've got mm-hmm. and I, I still can't pass this class. Like, yeah, you can. Uh, you. But I'd also say um, if you are a college student that doesn't have a job and you've been playing too many video games, it's come on, get off your butt. Let's do mm-hmm. this. We're, we're all um, adults. Well, some of us are young, but you know, <laughs> we, we are. So, um, you know, work as if on, uh, work as if you're doing it to the Lord. So many great thoughts on a lot of these topics so far. Uh, if if we didn't hit your topic, you might have submitted. Uh, no worries. Let's we'll we'll probably do this again because this is fun. <laughs> this is a lot of fun to be able to hit things that are on young adults' minds. So we've hit the personal. Now let's hit some relational questions that that you guys asked. Number one: Are Christians allowed to? be on tinder (laughs) this is a good one um i i love this i could talk about relational topics all day long because this is so my heart this is where like my ministry is um as somebody who did relationships really wrong for the majority of my life (laughs) and who is now actively trying to do relationships right um again i think i mean we could do a whole podcast on this topic in and of itself i think apps like tinder and other dating apps and just social media in general has changed the way that we do dating i mean like our parents for example did not date the way that we date now that's correct <laughs> that is correct they didn't eat at godfather's pizza right. and, and, yeah fun fact my dad's ex-girlfriend introduced my parents so that's awesome <laughs> they dated for five years cool story um but yeah so we had a bunch of questions like this and so i, I just think like it's the context behind it and knowing a lot of people's motives on Tinder is not to find a husband or a wife. And I would say, be careful of where you're trying to find a husband or a wife. Like, <laughs> I think there's, there's better ways. I'm not saying that there, this is the, this is an absolute no. Um, but I just think, and another one was casually dating. And I think we can, can lump these in here. I just think that. Well, yeah. And just to hit the Tinder thing, I think yeah. one of the big perspective shifts are finding versus becoming. So you're That's like, good. let me go find somebody that, you know, then I I will find joy, then I will be complete, then I'll be able to verse becoming that through Christ. And so that's just the perspective. Can you meet somebody and have a long relationship that's, you know, Christ centered on Tinder? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Anywhere. You can meet them at a bar. You can meet them at a, (laughs) you know, whatever coffee shop. There's anywhere and everywhere. I don't think the environment, like, you know, anything can be uh, in the Bible, you know, uh, somebody married a prostitute. Okay. God told him to. All right. So I'm like the, the environment doesn't necessarily yeah. matter. It's, it's still important, you know, but I think if you're focusing more on becoming than finding, that's probably the most helpful. That's a recipe for success. Yeah. 100%. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a person that doesn't, uh, eat a lot of fish in Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> Dude, I so, had this conversation this week. So I won't eat fish from anywhere. That's not like on a coast. On a coast. <laughs> So yes. I think when it's when you're casually dating, I think you might be fishing in wrong <laughs> ponds. You might be fishing in the wrong places. I think uh, apps like those, while um, while good for a lot of people, might not be the best place for you to 
uh, begin dating. It, I think it actually cheapens dating and cheapens relationships yeah, 100%. more than it would be helpful. So if your thing is like, well, I just need to be able to get on more dates to get more reps to eventually this be able good. to be good yeah. to find the one. I think what Mart said about uh, becoming the, the person somebody is looking for is so much more helpful than trying to fe- like think if I get enough reps, then I'll finally uh, become the, a good dater. So th- then mm-hmm. somebody will date me. No, no, no. It's one of those things that you need to internalize and look at. Okay. Am I somebody that could sustain? Do I have the foundation personally to be able to build a relationship with somebody else? Cause That's if good. I don't, if I'm going to be the person that is the weak link in this relationship <laughs> and I find somebody who's strong and capable and committed and chases after great things and I can't sustain my part of the relationship, yeah. I think you cheapen yourself and you hurt yourself more in the long run than you would just in a, in a short moment. That's really good. I think too, it cheapens the process. I don't know if you guys have heard Ben Stewart's sermon or read the book, Single Dating, Engaged, Married, uh, but there's a lot of good tools in there. And he says like singleness is about devotion. Like when you're single, that's your time to be devoted to the Lord, your walk with Christ. When you're dating, it's not a status to sit and it's a process to walk through. And so if I'm mm. quote unquote casually dating or I'm mm-hmm. going on multiple dates with multiple people and there's no intentionality and there's no process that we're walking through, like the end goal of dating as a Christian should be marriage. So I can't be going on dates with like multiple people and just casually dating. And if I am, then then I'm not I'm not progressing towards the end goal, right? And so I think it's just being really intentional about about that. And I mean, if I if I know that marriage is my end goal, then I have to be intentional with my approach. Yeah. And I love this question because we, we got a lot of different forms of it. So yeah. we're sitting on it for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. um, but the, the question is, can, can uh, a Christian casually date? Okay. Yeah. And so one, let's just defer, de- define what casually dating is <laughs> because... I mean, somebody who wrote that could mean, you know, it, like, because uh, I'm a little bit confused by the term. Like, are yeah. we talking about like an open, loose relationship with somebody? Like, oh, our relationship is casual. Yeah. Like, we are we talking about um, lining up 10 Tinder dates in a row and seeing if any of them stick? You know, are we talking about just going on dates and dressing casually? Like, what, you know, <laughs> what, what are we, what are we talking about here? And, and I think, I think, um, you know, regardless is let's now de- define the word date. Because yeah. like, well, as Christians, why are we dating? And you, you hit on this, Heather, like we're dating for marriage, yeah. um, not to hopefully one day be married. Yeah. I think the idea is like for marriage. So what I have to understand is that when I start dating somebody, I should be ready for marriage. 100%. So that doesn't mean you pull the trigger in three months, but, or, or two weeks. Yeah. Um, and don't bring it up on the first date either. Yeah. That might be, <laughs> might be a tad, yeah. surely. But if, if you're not ready to get married, that, that's why I have such a, problem with 16, 17, 18 year olds dating. Yeah. It's, it's just not helpful because you aren't ready to get married right now. Yeah. So you are only playing with fire to mm-hmm. play with fire. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that we just have to like really um, look at. And so I think, man, I think that you should just know the person even before you start dating them. So mm-hmm. that's where, I mean, the Tinder stuff makes things difficult because yeah. I can't see, you know, when, when I, started dating Mel. I already knew her as a person. Yeah. I had already seen her serving in her community. I'd already seen the way that she treats those around her. I should, I had already seen the way that she cares, uh, you know, uh, about those in her circle. So I, I'm like, man, those are things that I've already seen that I'm like, I would have never been able to experience in only a dating relationship. Like we <laughs> only go on dates. I see such a minuscule part of your life 100%. and you can bait me any way you want. Like I could believe that you were a firefighter. Like, I don't even know you, you could tell me anything. And, and then I'm just like, Oh my 
gosh, one year down the road, I didn't even know that you yeah. were like this or what it, like, it's like, no, I've seen your life. I've seen the fruits that you, that, that have come from that. And so, yeah. um, I just don't think, um, I could have ever seen the real Mel casually dating her <laughs> and, and people who are serious about becoming someone and, and working on themselves aren't interested in casually That's dating. Good. Yeah. And some people just don't have the luck of being able to casually date because they're not good looking enough. Like, <laughs> I fall into that. I don't know how Jeez. people can do it because that I had to just, the first Stop. person that would date me, like, I, was, I have to go I all in. To, this to, is one and done here. I yeah. have to be able to do it. But no, I, I think what Mart's saying, I think. Uh, we try to distinguish dating relationships from friend relationships so much that we don't realize that a dating relationship can 100% come from one of your friend relationships. I've heard so many, st- that's that's my story, that's Mart's story. You, When you are able to see somebody's foundation and to be able to not just uh, jump in from a casual date or hookup and be able to see somebody's foundation and begin to build with them before you're married, yeah. it just bodes and sets you up for success even more if you have some type of foundation in relationship with that person ahead of time yeah I think also just one more thing I know we're kind of going long on this too but when you're casually dating and like John said lining up 10 tinder dates in a row and let's just see if one of them one of them sticks the 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 issues (laughs) yeah (laughs) essentially we'll get to gambling in a second no I'm kidding (laughs) um but the issue with that is what you're doing is you're constantly assessing you're constantly like is there something else out there like if I do fully commit to this one person but I'm still looking through all of my options then I then I tend to get more uneasy about the option that I selected like man this girl's really pretty though like dang if I'm still looking I'm always going to be looking I'm never going to be content in the relationship I'm in and that's true in life I'm never going to be content in the season that I'm in if I'm constantly looking ahead of like man I can't wait till I'm married I can't wait till I have kids I can't wait till I fill in the blank like you will never be truly happy and be able to allow God to use you in the way that he wants to use you in that season if you're constantly looking for the next Right. Yeah, that's great. So <laughs> if uh, if these have been helpful for you, just let us know at at NP the point. That's the Instagram. Handle, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 At Instagram and at if, NP the point. Yes. This is one of the things that we get a ton of questions on his relationship. So if you want to hear more about this, let us know that too. So I know John wants to hit on one more. relational. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I already know it's coming. So, John, we got a question I asked, are Christians allowed to use sex toys Wow! in the context of marriage? I, I might need some more uh, specificity. Um, no. which, which specific ones? I'm just kidding. Um, no, and, and I think that's a valid question. Like, valid absolutely. Question. And, it's a valid um, question. It just it scares me. Yeah. So, well, you know, and here's the deal. I, I'm probably not going to answer it to the extent that you want me to answer it to, but um, I'm going to try to be as... Um, as clear about what scripture has to say about these things as possible. And so, um, you know, the first things first, um, when it comes to like sex toys, let's like check our motives. Okay. Let's be really honest and real about where these sexual desires or these fantasies have like originated from. Is that from pornography? Is that from lustfulness? Is that from an out of bounds fantasy that you've been thinking about? And so, First things first, be honest about that and where that's coming from, because that's important in in moving forward. And then um, when we think about having sex, what are you doing? The act of having sex is like you're making love. And so obviously all of us know the, well, not all of us, but some of us know the love chapter for Corinthians 13. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I've talked about it lots of times, but this is just a great litmus test to always go back to. Like love is patient, kind, doesn't envy, doesn't boast. It's not proud. It's not self-seeking, keeps no records of right or wrong. So um, let's go back to that very first one. Love is patient. 
Like love's not pushy. It's not pushing someone in a direction that they don't want to go. Yeah, like love doesn't push someone past their comfort zone. So let's remember that in, in, you know, in a marriage. And so the second one is love isn't self-seeking. So sex shouldn't be selfish. Like it should be putting the other person's interests first. And so um, just to backtrack, recap everything, the original cue, um, you know, sex toys, is that, uh, can Christians use this? Okay. Um, so this goes back to our motives. So um, if you're married, if you're pursuing Jesus, if you're putting your spouse's interests first, then there can be freedom in that. Okay. So I, that answers that. So it's absolutely, that is eloquent well, and I, I, I love it. I That's, can't believe I didn't make a joke about it because I'm basically a 13-year-old boy. So it took everything in me uh, to, to be serious that whole time. I noticed how I sped up and talked a little bit faster because um, I just wanted to get through it. Um, so that means the next series of topics, John is just going to go off. He's going to have so many jokes. Okay. Uh, the last big grouping we have is theological questions that people are asking about God and spirituality and uh, are Christians allowed to do certain things? So the first one, are Christians allowed to get rebaptized, Heather, you can hit that. Yeah, I love that. So um, I would say yes, because I think we have to we have to say what is baptism? What does it mean when we get baptized? It's a public declaration of our faith. It's going public and saying Jesus Christ is a leader of my life. And for me, I was rebaptized. So I was about ten years old, I think, around there when I was first baptized, and it was at VBS. I got baptized in my VeggieTales shirt. Vacation Bible School. Vacation Bible School, the (laughs) best desserts at Vacation Bible School ever. But, um, and I don't think in that moment that it wasn't genuine. It wasn't a decision that I made on my own. I definitely did. But through the course of you know twelve more years of my life. the way that I was living my life, the actions that I had, the things that I was doing, my heart was not one that reflected a life of a Christ follower. And so for me, once, you know, about two years ago, my senior year into my senior year of college is when I started to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I started to change some things in my life that felt like, man, I, this isn't giving me fulfillment. This isn't like I'm searching. There's a void that I'm trying to fill and I'm searching for it in all the wrong places and it's leaving a bigger void at the end of it. And man, for me, that was like getting rebaptized, going public with my faith was the next step of being like making it real and of declaring like, I know that up until this point, all the people who know me, the people in my life uh, may not know that I am a Christ follower, that I say that I am a Christian. Um, and for me going public with that statement was, it was my next step. And so I think absolutely, yes, Christians can get rebaptized. Yeah. I love that. And there, I've heard arguments on both sides, but when it really comes down to it, baptism is one of the, is one of the things that it's a personal step of your relationship with Jesus. So Mm -hmm. there is no part of God or Jesus that would ever get mad about <laughs> you taking, uh, t- getting rebaptized, somebody dunking you in water again. Now, if it comes to a point where it's like every time you, uh, mm-hmm. like you lie to somebody or you forget to put the dishes up, I don't <laughs> yeah. know where, that, where you would consider that to be uh, sin in your life. But when it comes to that point and you're wanting to get rebaptized, I think that just probably takes getting around um, some people that are able to share wisdom and advice that yeah. can that can lead you that are, might be a little bit farther along in yeah. Christianity and just let you know like, hey, God's grace is a lot bigger than yeah. you screwing up one time and doesn't mean that this is saving you in any way. This is a personal reflection of what God has done in your life and that's what it should be. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so we've got four more questions left. We're going to speed through them real quick. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, and we'll, let's go down the line. Okay, one, um, are Christians allowed to disciple others even though they're still struggling with a certain area of sin. 
my question would be, are you ever going to not be struggling with a certain area of sin? (laughs) I mean, I think, I mean, definitely there are levels. I I think we just, I think one, a good foundation of this is, are you being led yourself? Do you have a mentor? Do you have somebody that Jordan just mentioned is, you know, maybe further along in their relationship with Christ or in a position of life that you want to be in one day? Are you being counseled by them? Are you in community? Do you have a relationship with somebody who's actively walking you through those things? And I think if so, ask that mentor, ask that person, hey, do you think that I would be in a position where I can counsel, you know, girls if I'm a girl in this area of life? And for me, it's been, I mean, I... I love to talk to girls who are struggling relationally or in sexual sin or something like that, because that's a part of my story, right? It's something that I have walked through. It's something that I am on the other side of, thankfully, praise God now. But that was only because I went through mentorship, because I went through counseling of somebody else who had already been through a similar story like that. So I would never be actively walking in an area of sin where I'm trying to counsel somebody in that area of sin. If I'm still actively struggling with sexual sin, I'm not going to sit across the table from a girl and tell her all of these things about sexual sin and how she should overcome that if I haven't overcome that myself. But I want to make a note of like, you will always be struggling with something. There will always be like, we're not perfect. We're not Jesus Christ. We're not ever going to be free from sin. There's still going to be, you know, areas of life that we still need to be counseled in. But I do think for sure, if, you know, there is a certain area in your life that you feel like, man, this is where my heart is. This is where my ministry is. And I want to counsel other people or talk to other people uh, who may be actively going through this. uh, Then, yeah, I think absolutely do that but I would say always be in community always have uh, somebody that, that you lean on to plain and simple the word discipleship it, helping someone take a next step in their faith yeah. literally anybody could do that yeah it's good so. um, next one are Christians allowed to not attend church uh, so I love this one <laughs> he's jumping in so, <laughs> we may uh, disagree I, we may disagree and this is going to be fun so I've heard the argument um, from people I don't know if this is what you oh my say, gosh is that yes I already that, know it is that Jesus never attended church. So why should they expect for me to attend church? Well, here's the thing. So number one, you're not Jesus. And so that's a good starting point to be able to, to do that. And number two, Jesus uh, found himself in a community around people who were still walking out their faith. Yeah, yeah. So, just looked different. Yes, yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't church what we would consider it, but it is a community of people that are still living out their faith. And here's which is uh, what the church is. Yes, yes. So here's <laughs> my argument for it. If you are if you would call yourself a Christian and you would begin to argue that I don't need to be a part of church or I don't want to be a part of church because of something that's happened within a church, I would rather I would probably look at my own motives behind that. So there is probably hurt. There is probably pain. And there is probably something about a church that hurts you about the church. Cause yeah. the, the number one problem that people have with church is that they've been to one, right? Jeremy <laughs> says it all the time. John says it all the time, but here's what I would say. If you are trying to walk and live out a life that is honoring God and that is following Jesus, it is probably the most difficult thing to do in isolation. It's almost impossible to do in isolation because we were never meant to, as humans, uh, live in isolation. We were meant to be in community and around community and challenged by community. So as somebody who has uh, seen both sides of it, has heard both arguments, my suggestion is always to say, hey, if you haven't found a community like that for you, you better find one because if, if everybody else, if what's wrong with Christianity, it might not be everybody else. It might be you. And you might have to be able to just check your heart for a minute and, and be able to say, okay, how can I 
not be served by the church, but how can I be an asset and how I can serve the church and how I can be a part of what Jesus Christ has called his bride. And you can't separate his bride from him. Pass the baton. Plain and simple. Do you need to attend a church? No. Do you need to be a part of one? Yes. Bingo. Those are, those are the differences. Love it. Okay. Last one. This is a good one. We saved, we saved a good one for last. Are Christians allowed to live their lives one way for a period of time, however long that time is? And then when they're older, they repent. And I think the context of this is like they're intentionally living one way and saying, I'm going to do these things, the things that we discussed. And then at the end of my life, then I'll repent so that I can get into heaven. John. Well, <laughs> let, let, let me just go ahead and say we, we saved one of the toughest questions for last. I yeah. mean, I, some people would say this is an easy one. Um, I, right. I really think this is a tough one, yes. especially for me, because um, – man, you don't know what you don't know. And so, um, one, here's what I kind of believe your faith should both inform and perform your, you know, when, when revelation hits, there should be responsibility tied to it. Your faith should propel you somewhere. And I, I would guess that, you know, the person who wants to, um, you know, live one way and then repent at the end of their life. They're like, I want to experience fun. I want to, you know, go to parties. I want to hook up. I want to be like, Oh, are you pregnant? Okay, good. No. Like what, what what are you wanting? What, what, what is so great that you're like, I need to experience this outside of, uh, out of bounds, you know, without God. Um, you want to get drunk. You want to pass out and wake up and do it again. Like, is that what you want? Because, like if you're looking for fun, I promise you that there's like God is more fun than that. Absolutely. <laughs> like yeah. there's no creativity in that. And so like I would venture to say that that person who wants to live that way has never experienced the true freedom of Jesus. So good. Like because like experiencing Jesus is like fun and life-giving and it's creative and it, it's something that like would surpass any good weekend. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, and I I think if the goal was for us to just get into heaven, I think the, the way that we are saved and the way that we are joined together with Christ was through his life, de- death, and sacrifice on a cross. If, yep. if the only goal was for us to get to heaven, why did Jesus grow up? Why did he live the life that he lived? Why Absolutely. did he serve the people that he served? Why did he do the things that he did? If the only goal was for him to come to this earth, die so that everybody can go to heaven or mm-hmm. that everybody that accepts him can go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that if, if you're only... Uh, mindset is well I can get into heaven so I can do this I think you're completely missing the aspect like the aspect of Jesus and who he was in this it's not about what I can get out of Jesus it's what Jesus wants in me to be able to give to him and so I I am in the camp and I would hope that you would probably jump in on this (laughs) is that I don't want to just live so that when I'm old and die, I want to go to heaven. I want to live so that the impact, the, the thing, the purpose that God has given me can make an impact as on as many people so as I can have while I'm here. Yeah. And if you are not living that way, if you don't want to make an impact on people and you're, you're not living on purpose for a purpose, I would question, uh, I would actually say to you, I think other people are missing out because you're missing out. Other people's uh, salvation, other people's life, other people's purpose, they're missing it because you're trying to live a life of selfish gain and selfish intent. And it might just be the thing that God needs to get ahead of you and get into your head Mm -hmm. that uh, maybe I should be living a life that honors God and follows the purpose that he's given me. 
It's yep. good. And, and let me just wrap this up just because I, I think this is so crucial and important. And here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to listen to this episode and be like, okay, following Christ is a list of do's and don'ts. Mm. It's a bunch of rules. Right. <laughs> um, and, and it seems kind of blurred. So um, here's what I want to define real quick because like um, forget about the are Christians allowed to. Like mm-hmm. I want you to personalize this. Are you a Christian? Mm-hmm. And so let's be super clear. Okay. It, it says this in Romans 10, 9. It says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Like that's literally yes. all you can do. And so uh, that that's all you have to do to be a Christian. The rest is... It's a lot of gray area. It's a lot of gray. <laughs> it's a lot of extra. Okay, so let's focus on what's important. So, hey, Good. thanks so much for listening to this episode. Uh, we had fun. A ton of fun. <laughs> we had fun. Hey, and uh, even next episode, we may we may throw a couple hot takes there at the beginning. Hot takes. Hot takes. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. See, see ya. ya.